Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is the um, Internal Revenue Service Week. I think something nice to say. <laughs> well, okay, so you were trying to think of something nice. So you started off with the IRS. Well, this is tax week. You could not have failed any more than you just did Uh, being nice. This is tax week. Uh, Monday, last Monday, Monday, whenever it was. This this past Monday. Yeah, it was federal income tax due day. Um, I hope that each of you had a better day than I did as mine cost me. My CPA sent me an email that caused me to become violently ill. Uh, You've been in therapy since Monday. Uh, That's not true because I can't afford it anymore since (laughs) Monday. <laughs> be, be nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say I haven't seen you since Monday, but you've got to work to you know make up for those taxes and whatnot. Yeah, before we continue to wind, let me just—I uh, just went right into this. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group, and I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group, and this is taking care of business. Yes, it is indeed, uh, <laughs> and it is tax week. Um, yes, we'll go back to winding now before we go back to our intro. Yes, yes. Um. Um. Uh, I don't know whether it was courtesy of the current administration, whether it was um, it was not the CPA I have because I have the most awesome CPA in the world. Um, I don't understand how I have to, um, as in the words of my wife, your mother, what? Where's the money at if we owe that much? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, you showed me the email about because you asked the CPA the same question. Uh, what? Where's the money at? Uh, and they kind of broke down. Show me the money. And they kind of broke down what changed. And 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 I'm not the smartest individual. I, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm I'm like a butter knife, but less useful. Um, but the numbers that they sent over to you still don't add up to me. Well, part of the the um, and this is those of you that are business owners understand this. Um, if a business makes money, even if you don't take any money out of it, you get taxed. You still owe money on that. Yep. Yep. Anyway, again, my name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that rotate through it. It has, uh, and actually, our website is fixing to be new and improved. Yeah, about think, two weeks away yeah, from I think launch. We're, yeah, uh, a week or two out. Yeah. Uh, it has our schedule, uh, the uh, uh, the way to contact us, communicate with us. Um, if you want to get some time on our calendar, and my goodness, why wouldn't you after such a titillating radio show we have? Um, also has our upcoming events, has links to YouTube, Facebook, and the podcast of Taking Care of Business. So. Effective now, taking care of business is now a the radio show is now a podcast instead yeah. of being archived on the radio on the website. Mm-hmm. You can go to any of the various podcast uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify. I think there's like twelve different platforms yeah. we're on, yeah. and uh, type in the Journeys Group, and God bless you there. We'll pop right up. Yeah, so this is week two of the podcast being live. I think there's. Um 
six episodes and counting this counting this one here there's six episodes up there um and instead of it being housed on the website there will be a a launch page that will take you to um, a third-party website um i think it's called buzzsprout and on that website there's like 12 different podcast platforms that when you click on any of them will take you directly to the podcast page um this is really interesting we were looking at some of the some of the metrics and analytics we have people from russia somehow listening to the show and downloading it and i'm really um i'm really not sure how how or why that's got to be a bot or something but anyway um if you ever want to go back and and listen to some of the old shows kind of hear what we've been talking about uh, that's the place to do it that's what concerns me so um putin is taking our advice <laughs> should, should we be giving bad advice then <laughs> would it behoove us to give bad advice is our never mind well that's that, right. that implies we give good yeah, advice exactly. to begin with. Right. anyway <laughs> because this is tax week um we're going to do a show that is a little different we're talking about the um those of you that have listened to us in the past know that we are a a christian financial based firm we're christian faith financial planning firm thank you uh, and so we're going to talk about a little bit today about some of the biblical principles of what you should be doing with your money and how that behooves you in a spiritual manner as well as in a financial planning manner. I thought we handled the beginning of the show very well considering what we're talking about today. We were very um, polite considering what, did, what we're talking about. When Jesus was challenged by people about paying taxes, what did he say? Render to Caesar unto, render to Caesar, unto Caesar and to God unto God. Yep. Matthew 22. Yeah, they, he pulled out the coin, or he, he told the, um, the one of the Pharisees to take out a coin and said, whose face is on the coin? And they said, oh, well, it's Caesar's. And he, he basically said, give to Caesar's what he what he's owed and give to God what he's owed. And he, so, he basically just said, pay your taxes. So my interpretation of that would be, if George Washington was alive, I would owe taxes because his face is on the coin. <laughs> I don't see any. Uh, you know, I don't see any politician alive that's on our. I was just said there's no politicians alive that are on any. So of we our owe no taxes according to the Bible. Well, that's, that's the, end show. the show. Well, <laughs> I will be calling the IRS about this. No, really. No. Um, let me ask you this: those of you that are listening, um, is money a stress in your life? Are you worried about paying your bills? Are you worried about debt? Uh, are you worried about uh, sending a child to college, or maybe paying your college loans off? Uh, are you worried about retirement? Uh, notice that of the big four things we worry about financially, uh, giving back isn't one of them. Uh, the vast majority of people um, don't give back as they should. No. Well, and, and if you ask them, I'm playing devil's advocate now. If you, if you ask, I'm, I'm playing the role of whoever right now. If you ask me, okay, you're worried about that stuff, but you're not giving. Well, I can't afford to give because I'm, I'm worried about all this other stuff. I can't afford to give. Exactly. And so I would propose that we are looking at our finances backwards, that we are trusting in ourselves and our abilities to pay the bills, get debt, college return, that kind of thing, as opposed to trusting in the Lord. And one of the first tests of trusting in the Lord would be tithing. Now, if you don't go to church, give it to a charity. Ninety-nine uh, percent of you just said, "Great concept, doesn't work." Point blank question to you: Have you tried it? Have you done it? Have you given ten percent of your income away? Uh, because if what you're doing is causing you a great deal of stress, a great deal of concern, 
a great deal of worry, I would submit to you that it's not working. So why don't you try it the other way around? Why don't you try giving the first 10% back to the Lord or to charity and then see how it plays out? Now, there are uh, seven biblical principles that, uh, I mean, there's a ton, but there are seven money principles from the Bible. And if, if you read the Bible, there are some... <laughs> they talk a lot about There's money. some annoyingly accurate things yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, no particular order about this. And by the way, this is there's a, this is an article from a, a church called Stevens Creek Church. I want to give them credit for this. This is uh, their pastor's thoughts, not mine, because this is this is brilliant, which means I didn't think of. It. <laughs> all right. First of all, true wealth is measured by relationships, not by dollars. Um, Proverbs 23, 4, do not wear yourselves out to get rich, have the wisdom to show restraint. Now, one of the phrases that we use at the Journeys Group is money is a tool. You can use it or it can use you. Um, don't kill yourself trying to get wealth only to miss out on real life. Now, you should work hard to provide for your family, but they can do with less stuff if it means having more of you. So um, those of you that are killing yourselves, paying for season football tickets, paying for uh, the condo at the beach or the vacation. Country club dues, whatever yeah, country it is. Club, whatever, um, that is. That's not wealth. That's absolutely not wealth. And I bet 90% of you, going back to the first comment, don't give 10%. Because that 10% I just air quoted is going to the country club or going to college football or basketball tickets or going to the boat payment. Uh, in other words, you're, you're taking what rightfully belongs to the Lord and you're putting into material things. Number two, and boy, this is so true, it ain't even <laughs> funny. Debt is a form of slavery. Get rid of it as fast as you can. Proverbs 22.7, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Uh, probably the most common problem we see when new clients come to our offices is debt. Yeah, I mean, m most people will look at us and say um, that that's one of the biggest concerns they have is they say we have too much debt or we're trying to get out of debt or how do we pay off debt faster? Um, it's, it's, it's one of the most common things that we do with people is debt. Debt pay, debt repayment. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, um, how people get into debt payment, debt troubles, is they purchase something with credit, and to them, the price of that item became what the monthly payment is. Not so. Um, if you purchase a, a boat or a car, and in your mind, it's not $50,000, it's $517 a month. If you look at the lender statements that you have to sign, the borrower statements that you have to sign, um, they have a total amount paid back, which is your principal plus interest. And you're going to see it's probably an, about 50% more than what the price of the original item is. So the Bible is very clear about debt. Um, I'm very clear about debt. It will eat you alive. Now, if there are those of you out there that says, that's one reason why I don't tithe, I've got too much debt. A little booger called a debt snowball, we can get you out of it. And again, I would say again, 
don't knock it if you haven't tried it. Number three, lasting wealth comes from consistent discipline, not get rich quick schemes. Um, we have been in business 38 years. Um, our mostly in eastern North Carolina, east of Raleigh. Um, I'm constantly amazed at the people that we interact with that have had just normal jobs making thirty-five, forty $40,000 a year, um, married, children, sent children to college, whatnot, and they're millionaires. And they're millionaires not because they inherited money, not because they you know, found an oil well in the backyard. They're millionaires because they consistently, methodically played by the rules. When the 401k started, 6% went in. They save money every month, and they do it methodically, no drama, no nothing. And they turn 60, and this $40,000-year-old income person now has retirement income of $100,000. And we've seen a lot of that, particularly in the last two years. We've seen a lot of those people come up, um, come into our office. And I don't really know what sparked it. Maybe the maybe the pandemic kind of forced them out, where they're just they were sick of working. I, I don't know what it was, but um, it, there's been a lot of those people, and 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 that's what we're talking about. It is our entire investment philosophy that um, we don't. You know, we we often tell people when we're investing, we don't go for home runs. We go for singles and doubles. Um, investing and and saving for retirement is is kind of like dieting. Um, you do it one bite at a time. It's not something that you go all in on and uh, and you lose a hundred pounds. No, it's it's um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna change one of my diet habits and this week. Okay. Um, okay, cool. I lost, I lost two pounds this week. Okay, great. Um, and then the next week, uh, I only lost half a pound, but I'm still moving in the right direction. And, and that's, that's how that, I mean, that's how you gain wealth. It's one step, one slow, methodical step at a time. It's not glamorous. It's not flashy, but, um, the Bible says not to be glamorous and flashy. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it talks a lot about that with prayer, but I, I think you could carry that with, with anything. Don't, don't be glamorous or flashy with, with anything. Well, Proverbs 13, 11, wealth from get rich, wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Lasting wealth is a result of a strong work ethic over a long period of time. Money, like children, grows little by little. And so those of you that don't seem to be gaining ground, are you being disciplined? Are you saving money? Are you paying debt off, debt down? Um, are you giving your money back to God? Uh, the fourth principle is one that people have a hard time with sometimes. <laughs> it's all God's money. We're just managers of it. Now Everything he, you have belongs to the Almighty. He just, let, he, he just lets us borrow for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Um, so it's not your money. It's his money. Now, he graciously has said, just give me 10% back, and you can keep the other 90%. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it as it's his money, not your money, you tend to make a little bit better judgment decisions. Because remember, part of our life is we're supposed to be honoring and, and God and worshiping God. And if you're going to go into debt, <laughs> tremendous debt for something that you don't need. Or can't afford. That ain't really honoring God. If you make a decision that you're going to buy a season football ticket 
and but that means you can't tithe anymore that's not honoring god that's what i was going to say if, if you buy in some if you're buying something that you can't afford and that means you're having to cut your tithe that's not honoring god so maybe approach your um monetary decisions your financial decisions by going okay this is god's money not mine if i had to appear before his throne today and give an explanation for what I'm about to do financially. Would I be comfortable doing that? Would it, would it be a good explanation? Yeah. yeah. Would he accept it? And if the answer is, mm, then probably this well, isn't a good yeah, idea. Yeah, if there's even the slightest hesitation, if you even have to think about it, probably not a good idea. So basically, uh, principle four, you're a manager of the resources that God gave you. They're not yours. You're a manager. All right, five, money is not evil, but greed is. Um, people have misquoted the Bible and say money is the rule of all evil, which is not what the Bible says. The Bible says it's the love of money, in 1 right? Timothy, for the love of money is the yeah. root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Now, let me give you a true life example, drawing on my years of experience. Right? I've been doing this 38 years. Um, there seems to be two group of people, two classes of people that we see consistently. One is, are people that live the life of Raleigh, and when they're about 45 to 50, they hit a hard stone wall. And at that point, they realize three things. They've maxed everything out credit-wise. They all of a sudden have children that need to go to college, and they have no funds for that. And... Um, their friends they're measuring themselves with are leaving them behind. And these are people that come into our office and they're in their late 40s, early 50s, and they want to retire in 10 years, and they've got less than $100,000 of retirement money put up. But, boy, they've had a good time with it. Now, you can contrast that with the people that uh, we periodically see that have had a good life. Now, they may not have sat on the 50-yard line at the football game. Yeah, they may have been, you know, up in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. But they've had a good life. And at 50, their children are ready to go to school, no debt. They could easily retire in 10 years with more money than they need. So do a little basic math. If you live crazy for the first 50 years, keep in mind that really only about half of that is you enjoying it because until you're about 25, you know, so, you went berserk for 25 years of your life to keep up with the Joneses, buy the bigger house, buy the fancy car, fancy truck, um, go to the football game, be in the country club, all that kind of stuff. And now for the last 25 years of your life, you're going to be miserable and you're not going to do anything you want because you blew it all in the first 25 yeah, years. You've already run your race with it. Yeah. And there are those of you out there right now that go, yeah, but it was worth it. I would say to you, you, sir or madam, are ignorant uh, and immature. Yep. And that is the defense mechanism. <laughs> um, one of the things I learned years and years and years ago was the difference between an old man and an elderly gentleman is money. Or an old lady or an old woman and an elderly lady is money. So if you combine with the fact that, first of all, it ain't yours – it's God's. You combine with the fact that there's very clear uh, instructions in the Bible to say give 10% of it back. 
and you combine the fact with the money that God is letting you use is used to honor him. One of the ways you honor God is to live a good, fruitful life. Not worried about how you're going to make that credit card payment. Generosity blesses both the giver and the recipient. Oh, Lord. Proverbs 11, Proverbs 11, 25. Um, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I have never in my 62 years given money away that it didn't come back tenfold. Never. Never. Uh, I've given money away when my wife thought I was insane. And I probably was. <laughs> but it's always come back. Now, just so you'll know, I'm not you know, sitting here on the throne being judgmental. It wasn't until about 10 years ago that I made the leap of faith and started doing a solid 10%. So it took me 50 years. Um, but I can tell you this, the day I did that, my finances changed overnight. Either my finances changed overnight or my attitude changed overnight. Probably some of both. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, you probably became more intentional about them. Well, you, uh, some of you out there will kind of go, really? But when we do a big purchase at our house, we probably about and think about it. Um, we have been trying to buy a vacation home now for about seven months. And the realtor is getting frustrated because we can't seem to find anything that, you know, I mean, not frustrated with us, but there's not, not a lot of frustrated in general. The yeah. Process, yeah. And I told her, I said, don't worry about it. It will come when it's supposed to come. And we truly believe that. Yeah. Y'all have lost out on some really great ones. And, and you were, I mean, you were bummed about it, but got back in the car and said, well, I, I guess, I guess we weren't supposed to have that yeah. one because that's just, it is what it is. But if you can successfully transition over to trusting God with your money, that means tithing. That means honoring him with good decisions. That means teaching your children to tithe and to honor him with good decisions. But most important of all, it means let him worry about instead of you. You will find your life with so much happier, and you're going to have more money. That's the bizarre thing about it. We're not talking about, um, okay, I gave it all away. I'm thinking kumbaya and love beads, you know, living off wild alfalfa and, and <laughs> Uh, eating locust uh, and honey, eating locust and honey, yeah, with a, with a camel's hair girded loin. <laughs> I'm talking about you can have it all if you just follow these basic principles. Um, if you want to contest this, if you want to talk to us about this, give us a call 252 746 6785. Again, that's 252 746 6785. We'd love to have a conversation with you about it. Uh, remember that. You, me, us, we all belong to a God that has one thing in mind. He wants us to be happy. And when you're fretting about money, that's not his goal in life. That's Satan. So if you will recognize the fact that everything you have belongs to him, and it's there for one reason, and that's to honor and serve him, your life will become exponentially better overnight, and you'll have more money than you can spend that's the most bizarre thing about it is that if you take that leap of faith and you step out and give it all away, so to speak, it'll all come back and then some. You'll have more money than you can spend. Now, if you don't believe it, try it. For the next six months, give 10% of your income to charity or to your church. Those of you that say they can't afford to do it, call us. We'll show you how to do it. Okay? We'll, we'll prove it, it to you. It ain't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but, and, and again, the challenge is, well, you say, oh, like, I can't afford it. 
because you know I've got all this stuff going on. Okay, you can't afford what you're doing right now, so why not change something? Uh, I mean, what what do you have to lose at this point? Um, if what you're doing with your finances isn't working, what's the harm in making a change? Worst case scenario, that doesn't work either. But and you've got the same end result. It still doesn't work. But what do you have to lose by trying something different? Think about the legacy you'll leave your children. Not only a, a substantial financial estate, but you will have taught them lessons from day one about honoring God and living according to his will and trusting him with your money. If you look at the formula, a God that wants you to be happy, a God that has given you everything you have and is only asking for 10% back, and a God that in every statement ever made will bless you based upon what you give why in the world wouldn't you do it yeah what what kind of loan do you know of that they only ask for 10 percent back i mean regardless of everything else that's and, and not only that but they're going to give you 20 percent of the 10 percent. they're going to pay you back more than you gave them and all that put together you got eternity that's a pretty strong package. <laughs> if I was standing there at the presentation for that, I'd be the first one to sign up. I would up. be at the front of the line. Yep, sign up. Again, questions, concerns, problems. It's a little bit different financial planning show, but I think it's important sometimes to realize where it all comes from. Give us a call at 252-746-6785. Uh, again, 252-746-6785. And we have cleanly pivoted from pain Caesar to pain to the Lord. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Hear the music in my ear. We've got to get out of here. Appreciate y'all letting us uh, spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Look forward to visiting with you next week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.